As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Wednesday, January 5th. Hold on. Yeah, it's still Wednesday, <laughs> January 5th. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. What's up, everybody? What's up, Tassie? We got our top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! The international man of mystery, taking it to the Max Lealis. Friends! Mm. And finally, making the magic happen, super producer, <laughs> J.D. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How's it going over there, JD? Oh, it's been a morning. It's been a morning. I'm not going to lie. StreamYard. Yeah. You fucked me. <laughs> yeah. Some Let it add, JD. Let it add. Yeah, technical let's... difficulties. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to throw blame anywhere, but uh, yeah, just couldn't figure it out. So yeah, here we are. I think we're live, right? People are going to hear us and see us. So. Yeah, what, so what was the workaround? We're, we're going straight to YouTube. Straight to YouTube, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have to – the only thing that's gonna we're going to miss is that we can't put up your comments, so we can read your comments. <laughs> okay. Okay, and uh, Clipper Bros still trapped in StreamYard, so we may actually have <laughs> oh. to not do – well, I'll, let me we, – I got time to figure it out, but, uh, yeah, it should be fine. It'll okay. be fine. It'll yeah, be fine. and for those listening to the podcast, this is like – not, like you no, wouldn't even know what's strange. going on here. Yeah, maybe That's it's right. maybe it's yeah. up a little later in your feed than normal. But we did have some restarts when it came to the uh, to the stream yeah. t- streamyard slash YouTube. Uh, we could turn YouTube comments on and be able to to put them on the stream like we did in the old days. But let's close this stream down. Start another <laughs> yeah, yeah, one yeah. so we can get exactly. it going. I guess exactly. what was happening was uh, when we were playing the first ad of the show and it was you talking mm. about maple waffle, a magic spoon, <laughs> uh, you sounded very robotic, mm. like uh, like a demon almost. Yeah, well, my uh, ad reads are very professional. I'd like to mix them up as well, though. I'd like to create some sort of environment so the fans actually listen and go out and buy magic spoons. You get $5 off right now. Too, <laughs> <laughs> Magicspoon.com slash no dunk. 
Jesus. And in fact, we've done it three times. I was going to so say, we're get... getting mad magic spin money today. We've heard that commercial so many times. So yeah, a real uh, sincere shout out to the stream team for uh, sticking with us here uh, live on YouTube. Please subscribe, like, comment, share the show uh, as we try and figure this out uh, for tomorrow. Hopefully we'll be back with StreamYard there. Email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. We're actually hitting the beach a little bit later today. Uh, some good cues from you. Follow us on social media at NoDunksInc. And hey, I don't share this enough. I don't remind people enough. Go to NoDunks.com and get yourself some NoDunks merch. Nobody's wearing yeah. any today, but uh, that's okay. Um, Do you feel weird wearing NoDunks merch to the Classic Factory? No, it's like a uniform, if anything. I feel weird when I'm not wearing it. <laughs> okay, fair point. I was kind of like, is this like wearing a band's t-shirt to see them perform? Because you don't usually see a band wearing their own shirts when they're performing. Mm -hmm. That's true. Right? I mean, actually, you do see it with the Grateful Dead a little bit. They'll wear a tie-dye, <laughs> but, like, you don't see Scott Stapp rocking a Creed shirt <laughs> when they're performing, and he's got his arms wide open. So I was I was a little hesitant. I was like, am I going to be able to wear a no-dunk shirt in here? Like, I would not wear a shirt that says the Classic Factory. If I was sitting right in front of the sign that says oh, the Classic Factory. Mick Jagger factory. wore the Steel, Wheels, uh, the Steel Wheels shirt on stage for the Steel Wheels uh, co uh, concert back in uh, 89, I guess. I, so. I have no problem okay. doing it here in the Classic Factory. A live show, mm -hmm. you know, be it at an All-Star Weekend or some other venue then I might hesitate to wear a no dunks. Uh, I had a no dunks hoodie on the first show in here, the classic. That's factory. a great point. Great. You did. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'll have no problem wearing it. <laughs> hey, we're selling t-shirts. We're wearing them. Yeah. We're selling. I think that's why Mick was, uh, he put on the worst one. So I, I, I bet they were like, <laughs> hey, let's get, let's move these. And people were like, I literally heard people around me going, oh, I should have got the one mix wearing, and then they oh, would go. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it works. It works. Well, what's our worst, uh, oh, well, worst mm -hmm. t shirt? I'll be wearing it tomorrow. Let us know in the comments. What's our worst shirt? Yeah. Uh, you can get your hoodies, your t shirts, your shorts, your mugs, uh, a bunch of stuff there at nodugs.com. Okay. Look, uh, we wasted enough time here this morning. Let's get into the games. We'll hit the beach later. Let's start with John Morant scoring 26. Grizzlies beat the Cavs for their sixth straight win. I thought this was a really entertaining game, probably the best game of the night. Uh, TK, what are the big takeaways? Shout out to Ian Eagle. Ja rules! <laughs> Talked a lot about if this guy is the best point guard in the league yesterday. The answer for me is still no, but if you watch the last 30 seconds of Grizz Cavs, you might be saying, yeah, Ja finished with 26 points, five rebounds, six assists, two steals, and two blocks, but that last 30 seconds was incredible. Yep. Hits the hanging layup over Mobley and Brandon Goodwin to go up two with 29 seconds left. I don't know if his foot touched the ground on this oh. one. I'm being quiet off. This happened like nine times in the last week. It happens almost every game yeah. with him. Yeah. The hang time is crazy. Yeah. The strength to get the ball up to the rim and the touch to actually finish. Yeah. That was awesome. On the next play down, Ja gets a steal and then hits enough, a tough layup on the fast break uh, to go up four for the Grizzlies. A little bit later, a couple of free throws to ice it after another potential travel. <laughs> yeah. Not potential. He traveled. The one in yes, the backcourt. Yeah. 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 yeah, the old drag job. Yeah. But nonetheless, that was awesome watching. And like you're saying, Skeets, this was a really fun game yeah. to watch. A really weird game to watch, if I'm being quite honest. Three big guys on the court for both teams almost the whole game. Usually Adams, Jackson, and Brandon Clark for the Grizzlies. Cavs running out, Jarrett Allen, Evan Mobley, and then either one of Kevin Love or Lowry Markkinen. People are calling this a potential NBA Finals preview <laughs> for like 2024. The game will have changed quite a bit 
if we're going with uh, six big guys yeah. out of ten, but this was awesome to watch. Uh, ja and Darius Garland basically going back and forth for this whole game. So, totally lived up to the hype. I don't know that I've ever been this hyped for a Grizzlies versus no. Cavs game, but it totally paid off. Good stuff last night. It was wild uh, that people were pumped on the internet for a Grizzlies-Cavs game. And you said your wife was pumped watching this. Well, so. she, she was, yeah, she was, you know, mainly falling asleep, but the last five minutes... How could you not be into right. it? She was ooing and aahing. Just the back and forth was great. And I assume that people weren't necessarily watching 48 minutes of Grizzlies Cavs, you know, as casual fans throughout the league. But yeah, if you tune into the last few minutes, you saw what superstar jaw is all about. Both ends, mm -hmm. making it happen. And I wonder if at some point the NBA is going to start having to look at guys coming down when they release the ball in their foot, it's not it's not just Jaw, but it's it seems like a lot of guys mm -hmm. uh, when they they get up there and yeah, do they come down before they release it? I, I found myself looking at a bunch of plays this year. Like, did he come down? How the hell do you you got to up your you frame rate though that? if you're really yeah. trying to catch that? Like, uh, like I was rewatching it this morning trying to get the perfect pause, and every time it would just like frame out every time I was trying to see right. it. So I don't I don't know if they're operating with 4K review monitors there um, in Secaucus, <laughs> but it's impossible to tell because, man, he was... If he got it off, which apparently he did, they didn't call it. Yeah. That is so close. Yeah, you, you assume he gets it off most of the time. I mean, it, it goes yeah. in his favor because it's very rare that you see that call made. Guys do come down, and, and it's like if there's a benefit of the doubt, it usually goes with the guy who shoots the ball. But that's what he did against the Suns in that game. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Basically goes in, and he just hangs in the air. He almost waits for the jumper to sort of come down, and then he releases it up. Uh, but that's just one of the moves he's got. And so it's... Um, you know, it's uh, it's great for him because uh, he's uh, winning games for his team. And this, actually, I just want to go back to one other thing, too, with this game. This is the second night of back-to-back, -back, of course, here for the Grizzlies. And I thought, even though you mentioned the, there were a lot of big men out there, I thought the Cavs in the first half, half had a really strong advantage with Mobley and Jared Allen, especially in the pick-and-roll. Garland was just throwing lobs, yeah. and Jared Allen was really dominant. And in that second half, Allen and Mobley only combined for 15 points. I think that was a big change in the game. I thought Brandon Clark did a much better job defensively because we know Jaron Jackson is technically a big, but he's not a great uh, rim-protecting sort of defensive big. And I thought that was a, a key sort of change there, that Brandon Clark, and then also offensively, Brandon Clark was a lot more active. So that's where I think the game was uh, decided there because it was the last three minutes of that first half. It was an 11-point lead. The Cavs looked like they were in control, couldn't close out that first half. And then uh, Brad Jones, who was filling in for Taylor Jenkins mm -hmm. there, I think made that adjustment and uh, it had affected the second half. Yeah, and Brad Jones, I had no idea he was filling in for Taylor Jenkins, but that was a sweet play call to get John Morant on the move and get that Cavs defense that is so freaking good. Uh, moving and then Mobley had a lane and yeah I, 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 did I say Mobley yeah. had a lane? Morant had a lane because, <laughs> maybe it's because we just saw a Mobley yeah, yeah. by well, accident well because I was thinking as, <laughs> as my bad yeah, as my bad no because I think if you're I, it's probably because like every defender if you're going into the Cavs you're thinking Mobley's coming I was thinking about Mobley coming if I'm Morant uh, to go into that lane but Mobley doesn't have the hang time of John Morant it just that was uh, he had just enough space and you just you have faith in the the shooter I think that if you play basketball, that you're gonna let the ball go before your toe touches mm. the ground, right? Like that's just like a, a thing you do. So you kind of it'd be hard to call. It's hard the, to call, uh, but yeah. but I've, it feels like it came down. And I don't know. It feels like guys are just they're just pushing the boundaries. That's what it feels like to me. <laughs> pushing the boundaries with those floppers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're never gonna. I feel like that call is never gonna be called. 
Yeah. Somebody coming down and their foot barely touching before they get it off because what referee's looking at their feet? Yeah. Yeah. You should be calling the fouls up top, if right. anything. But uh, that was fun to see. Uh, 58 points in the paint, though, for the Grizzlies. Playing against a gigantic lineup. That was pretty cool. Speaking of 4K cameras, just spit out a 4K <laughs> <laughs> spit bubble right there. Cavs, though, lost four of five, and their next six are on the road. I actually think they win that game last night if Ricky Rubio is playing for a couple mm-hmm. of reasons. Number one, he's taller than Goodwin is on that first job Morant layup. And number two, no way he turns the ball over like Goodwin did trying yeah, to pass the ball yeah. over to Garland there on the wing. That was a pretty bad pass. So I think if you get a little bit more size and a little bit more veteran savvy, probably take the W if you're Cleveland. And, 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 uh, and since I asked for that Mobley clip, let me talk about uh, Mobley here for a sec. I think if there's any knock on Evan Mobley in this rookie of the year race, it's other guys score more there he is actually fifth in scoring yeah. amongst rookies which is surprising but i think he's gotten better he was out with the health and safety protocols and he came back his last five he's averaging 20 points on 60 percent shooting and if you're looking at the types of shots he's getting he looks like a a seasoned vet now like like a big that just can back down anybody and turn around and hit shots over guys he dunked on miles turner in his five games since he's returned he's doing a lot of stuff and he had that up and under beauty scoop shot that the NBA put into a, a little medley on their Instagram page with other greats of the game, with Steph Curry, with Kevin Durant, with Clyde Drexler. And you see Kuzma gives him a high five after this one because it's such a beauty play. And Kuzma was asked about it after. He said, of course I'm going to high five the guy after an up and under like that. I just saw George Gervin in the flesh. Kyle Kuzma bringing back the George Gervin, the Iceman up and under. But I think Mobley got better. He's he's wise beyond his years. He's said when he sat out that he learned a lot of things and that uh, he said I always knew I could do these type of things more of a mental mindset I feel like your mindset is definitely one of the main things that excel you or decline you wow and over the COVID break I feel like I got time to think about it and watch the games at home and stuff and I like and, and stuff like that and so I feel that helped me and we saw the defense he had in this game I think I think that if he's getting better and yeah putting him the NBA is putting him in these little uh, montages with the greats I, I believe in this guy I, I believe he's not going to let go of the uh, the rookie of the year race one thing from this game that I took away from was like we've we learned over last week that John Moran is guaranteed to be an all-star and as Bain said maybe he's the best point guard in the league we talked about on yesterday's show but I'm still confused with the Cavaliers and who their all-star is mm. and nothing was like helped out in this game for me because you know Rubio that was your prediction at the start of the season a crazy call from Tass you know he's out now so he's not even going to be in consideration and he probably was never going to make it as it was but he was great for them but it's like is it Garland or is it Jared Allen? Because both of those guys, you said it, Lee, and the way they play together, like mm-hmm. the, the high pick and roll, I mean, it's a dangerous combo. I'm not sure which one. I think it's going to be Jared Allen uh, just because there's so many guards that are going to get consideration uh, when it comes to picking our teams. And we might do that on Friday's Drop yeah. Podcast, by the way, make our first pass at our All-Star teams. Uh, so I, I do think it's Jared Allen, but man, Garland is like, just as important to the Cavs' success here. I, I think so. Uh, yeah, the, I don't think they get two, but I, I'm going yeah. with Jared Allen as well. He's uh, put up really solid numbers this year, 17 and 10 right now, shooting the ball well. And he's just been fantastic. I mean, he really has been so important to what they do at both ends of the floor. Uh, and it's also like the Cavs, no one really expects him to be in this position. So for them to sort of vault in and already get two straight away is unlikely. Garland has been very, very good. And you just saw the impact he had last night. He's only just returned. Yeah. Uh, you know, hit some shots, uh, making some play as well and JB Bickerstaff talks about after the game just how important it is because this is why they traded for Rondo they just need someone in the backcourt 
didn't really get that from Goodwin, of course. Uh, Garland can shoot. He can spread he the creates. Ball. They yeah, have exactly. no other yeah. guy that can create when Rubio is now out of this yeah. lineup and Sexton is out of this lineup. There's yeah. nobody that can really generate the plays mm-hmm. <laughs> besides Garland. I mean, Love is playing well. He's, he's contributing on the boards and shooting threes. Like you said, Allen yeah. and Mobley, but like they're not. You can't give them the ball and say, go make something happen here or set something up for somebody else. I, That's I, Garland. I, I think, yeah, as much as I've... Uh, buried this point talked it into the ground I think the resiliency of the Cavs is freaking impressive mm-hmm. they've lost two of their top three guards this season Colin Sexton was the leading scorer when he was out Ricky Rubio you know, was their leading sort of guard at the end of games along with Darius Garland they're both out for this season they're f- uh, front line all three guys in, in Markinen, Allen and Mobley have missed about a quarter of the games and Coro's out now. Kevin yeah. Love missed a quarter of the games. Jetty Osman has been out. Darius Garland was just out for a good chunk of games. And yeah, they're one and three without him because they need guard play. Obviously, if you lose your top three guards with him, Sexton, and Rubio, you're not going to be great. And uh, and so, yeah, they're desperate. I think Brandon Goodwin has been good to fill in uh, as a backup guard. I think he's found himself a job. Uh, but uh, yeah, the, the other guys, um, you know, Kevin Pangos didn't produce. Garland and and John Morant in that all ponytail matchup. I mean, <laughs> as you said, this could be 2024's uh, NBA final, perhaps. Uh, it, those two dudes, I, I think everybody believes in. You know, they're Morant's on a different level than Garland, but Garland is he's got it too, man. He's he's got everything in his bag. I wanted to address a tweet we got. Uh, or I guess I got sort of last night. I guess it was to the No Ducks account uh, from DC the Snapper. I listen to the podcast, and anytime someone mentions Desmond Bain as most improved player, Skeet says, with disgust, second-year player. Can someone explain the rule amongst voters for not (laughs) voting for a second-year player for MIP? Secondly, why is it even a rule at all? Okay, well, it's not a rule. It's not an official rule. It's my rule. It's turned into a running bit at this point, uh, a good decade plus, of me getting upset that a second-year player is warning consideration for, uh, for most improved. The point I always make is a second-year player's progression is to be expected, especially when they're young, like 19, 20-year-olds. Like, yeah, they're going to improve being in the league. And I love Desmond Bain. This is a not a knock against him or all these other guys that have improved in the second year. I just think it's I think it gets a little <laughs> silly. And the voters, for whatever reason, over the last I don't know, like 15 years, have also felt that way because it it used to go to guys that were in their second year. The last though is like Monte Ellis back in like 0506 hmm. uh, as a second year player. So I just think it's like some people want to go even further with it and say you can't win MIP if you're under the age of like 23, 24. <laughs> I don't go that far. I just think a, a second year player is obviously going to get more opportunity. They've been in the league around the team, around these, you know, the coaching staffs and stuff like that. They're going to improve. So I just like to take him out of the equation. Hmm. But he's awesome. He's been amazing <laughs> uh, even though he got somehow blocked by Mobley on a closeout that he was on the ground when he just put his hand up. Oh, that, that was, was incredible. That was an incredible closeout for a seven-footer. Yeah. But I agree. Second-year players are going to get better. I totally right? agree with it's that. Just like, it's if so... you don't, it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Least improved player if you don't improve mm. in yeah. your second year. Here's the last thing I'll say about the Cavs. I think Dylan Windler looks more like a Dean Wade, and Dean Wade <laughs> yeah. looks more like a Dylan Windler. Maybe they should think about trading names. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I think, it would help, I think it would help Dylan the Windler. Like, uh-huh. he would look like a cool Dean, whereas <laughs> Dean Wade looks like a dickhead Dean. <laughs> right. Okay. Just my thoughts. <laughs> Something to consider. Just to fact check myself, Monte Ellis, 0607. Oh, okay. yeah. I'll let you off for that. Drafted in 05. Okay. Well, you want to do a crazy <laughs> trivia? Sure. Can you name some of the other uh, sophomore year MIP winners? So second year. It's tough, and it's all prior to uh, Monte Ellis. Oh, okay. Uh, you know these names, but 
Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Oh, wow. You have to not only know Ryan who won Anderson. most improved. Yeah. No, no. Uh, <laughs> you have to know who won the MIP and that they were a second year player. Jalen Rose? No. He won it. He, I know Did he won Darryl, it. Uh, Daryl Armstrong? No. no was, I'll just yeah. give you the yeah. list. Gilbert Arenas? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, nice, nice. And then some. So then it gets like pretty, well, like you know these names, but older guys. Elvin Robertson, apparently. Kevin Johnson, Kevin Duckworth, oh, well, Ronnie yeah. Cycli, and Don McLean. Yeah. And his American pie. Oh. <laughs> so there you go. And his okay. American. Ronnie Cycli was good on the ones and the twos, the year one and the year two. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I haven't had a good Ronnie joke for yeah, a while. Yeah, so yeah, it's good, nice, 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 good nice. to mix it up. Yeah. yeah. Nice, like, spinning from the Windler. Whittler to uh, Ronnie Sykes. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people <laughs> what, know that. Two, yeah. two inside jokes. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, sure. The Whittler definitely uh, spins it, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else from Cavs Grizzlies? Or do you want to just, just like save all of our thoughts on it for the 2024 NBA Finals? <laughs> save it, save yeah, it, okay, save we'll it. Okay, we'll save it. Uh, let's keep going then. LeBron and Monk lead the Lakers uh, late rally past the Kings. 122-114 was the final score. Pass. Well, yes. The LeBron show at the end in the fourth quarter. An absolute delight. Him yelling at the Kings bench. Us watching LeBron here. Yeah, in year 30, or yeah, year 37 of his life. I was going to say year 37 <laughs> of his career. Uh, Feels th- like it. it. Yeah, he's been around. He's doing it. Amazing stuff. Westbrook, his first game without a turnover in over five years. <laughs> Great stuff there. Uh, so... It all looks great when we're reading the headlines, we're reading the stories, but it took a lot to beat the Sacramento Kings at home. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's you know the thing that we forget about here, uh, that the Lakers are struggling defensively. They gave up you know 50% from the floor and 40% from three for the Sacramento Kings. I think the good thing for the Lakers, though, is Malik Monk has really come around. In the offseason, when they were letting go everybody from their team that won the championship, Everybody that could help out the young guys and Kuzma, uh, the the depth uh, as well with KCP and Harrell and Caruso. The one guy that seems like they sort of recovered with was Malik Monk. This guy entering his, you know, quote unquote prime, had some big games last year with the Charlotte Hornets. Mm -hmm. And maybe he could do that for the Lakers. And right now he entered the starting lineup and he has produced his last six. He's gone 20 points. 25, 15, 18, 22, and 24 last night. Big thing, 11 in the fourth quarter to really help out LeBron uh, to finish this game. And maybe it's because he's got no tattoos on his shooting arm because Nick Young was asked about this. Mm -hmm. Dave McManaman said, hey, Nick Young, what do do you think about uh, Mr. Monk going without tattoos on his shooting arm? He bans them from his shooting arm. Nick Young said, I'm Mr. Miyagi, and he's LaRusso. The power of the no tat on the right arm is like wax on, wax off for buckets. I don't know what Nick Young is saying, uh, but uh, I wanted to include that because, yeah, I guess the, I guess people are lumping Nick Young and Malik Monk into that similar, like, you know, six man, always going to shoot type of mindset. And I guess they don't have tattoos on their right well, arm. Well, yeah, I Young didn't that. have tattoos on his shooting arm, though I thought I saw reports that he added. So. Yeah, I, I think he did Post. towards yeah. the end of his career, yeah. but I think Monk's quote was that when he was 17, he heard Nick Young say he doesn't get tattoos on his right arm because it's strictly, strictly for buckets. So uh. he started doing that as well, and he kind of has followed in Nick Young's uh, footsteps a little bit. Nick Young was always pitched as a guy who could win the dunk contest and three-point contest. Obviously, it never happened. Same with Malik Monk, and like you said, Tass, he's been balling lately. Double digits in 10 of his last 14 games, even better in the last six, 20, 25, 15, 18, 22, and 24 last night. He's the only guard on the Lakers who can do two things. Taylor Horton Tucker, he can drive. Avery Bradley, sometimes he can shoot. Wayne Ellington, he can shoot. Malik Monk can actually dribble the ball 
and hit a wide open three-pointer. He had a lot of wide open threes last night. But if he's playing well, if he's on a hot streak, a Nick Young-like hot streak, the Lakers at least have somebody else who can take a little bit of responsibility for LeBron. They've got so many old guys at Lakers. They need these younger guys because Taylor Horton Tucker did have a good game good last game. night. Yeah. Uh, they need those guys to produce because when LeBron, who has been playing great himself, is carrying them like that, they just don't need him to do that at this stage of the season. Dwight actually had a good game for them too. Another old guy coming off the bench there. Uh, so the Lakers fought for this one. They grinded. They got the victory. Not super convincing, but I think good signs for them that uh, Taylor Horton Tucker finally hit a three. He hadn't been able to do that for a while. And uh, and as you guys mentioned there, Malik Monk giving them that production offensively, which is what they desperately need from somebody else. You know, you know Westbrook's still going to get his, and, and he didn't turn it over last night, but they need these other guys contributing. They didn't turn it over as a team yes, last night. It wasn't times. just Westbrook, which I know gets all the headlines. Like, whoa, he hasn't done that in a long time. But yeah, five total. Mm-hmm. And I think LeBron talked. was like, yeah, we're not. If we we're gonna have a chance to win the game, if we don't just keep handing the ball over to the other team. It was still close though. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, LeBron took over, and yeah, like you yeah. said, is uh, dropping. Uh, I'm still a motherfucking problem, basically. To I guess Tristan Thompson, maybe specifically, but to the Kings bench <laughs> on the side there after he uh, blew by Jones and got it in at the rim. I mean, why are you laughing at that? Uh, right? what, what, why is he picking on Tristan? Thompson? Well, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. They're old <laughs> buds. I assume he was yeah, sort of looking yeah, in his yeah, direction yeah. there. Uh, weird uh, little call as well at the end there off the missed free throw with about oh, 29 yeah. seconds to go. The ball, uh, the Kings had the ball, but the clock had already started before they picked it up. Hang on, have I got yeah, that no, right? No, no, yeah, no. So the, the, the yeah. free throw is missed. Yeah. Fox doing the whole, like, I'm not going to grab the ball yet yeah, because right. I don't want to yeah. start the clock. Doesn't touch it. Yeah. They start the clock. He realizes it right away. He yeah. says, whoa, 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 I haven't touched it. Yeah. And, the, and then the ref's like, okay, yeah, hold on. Everybody gets together. They have a long long talk about it because they're trying to figure out I guess what do we do here because originally they just said king's ball out of bounds right but that's not the rule it's not technically the rule because they didn't have possession of the ball yes so because it's silly because it was going to be the king's ball because all the lakers have gone back on defense but you're right by by the letter of the law it was like well i guess we have to jump it up and elvin gentry's going yeah, no, not crazy at the refs, just no, crazy at like, the rule. Uh, that's then, a very dumb rule. Because then the, dumb. Kings, the Kings lose a jump ball and any chance of maybe closing yeah. to within a possession there. I thought so. this rule was fixed. Yeah, it, it happened with the Chauncey Billups against the Magic, Pistons Magic, like eight billion years ago. Why wouldn't you just give the ball? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like, where common sense rule. should prevail, <laughs> where the Lakers rule. as well should just be like, you know what? I mean, because it wasn't like a contested <laughs> possession. It's better for the spirit of, of the heart. game to just say, all right, yeah, you got the ball. So you right. would have liked uh, Vogel and the Lakers to be just put the put the clock back to yeah. what it was when and give he missed them the ball. The, and just yeah. give him let's, the ball in let's, the backcourt. You know, because it's a dumb thing, but, you know. I know, I know, you know, winning means so much to everyone. you got to win and take every chance. But the Kings didn't do anything wrong. That's the that's the thing. If they had made the mistake, right. but it was the scorers, you know, the timekeepers who'd started it. So it's, it's, you know, beyond the Kings' error. So in that case, it should go back to the Kings. Yeah, they, should, the, they should just get clean possession of the yeah, ball. Yeah. The silly As part about the, the whole thing I know, is... Uh, it was just bothering me. It was a, it was a hair or something. <laughs> Maybe it was one of our spits. Really. Uh, but the silly part was it's like like Fox not touching it, hoping again, I guess, that the ball ah, is yeah, magically yeah. going to go a little bit like yeah. uh, into the front court, which it sort I guess it was bouncing the tiniest bit towards the to the hoop. But well, we have jump ball problems in this league. Even wedgies become jump balls. Yeah. Uh, when we know it's who the ball is going to afterwards, usually like the rebounders right there, and then you oh. just lose you lose possession of the ball. 
Why? So you think if I'm playing against you and I stick a wedgie... And I'm ready to receive that rebound. Oh, you don't know where that ball's going. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I do. It's just got wedged. It's going to go straight down. Uh, uh, interesting. I hadn't thought about that. So you don't want even a jump ball for a win. Well, let's say, let's say, yeah, that's the thing. You you shoot a three three point shot. Right. We've got five rebounders underneath. Oh, yeah. Wedge. I'm gonna get the ball, but now all of a sudden it's a jump ball. Yeah. But what, what if, if I don't rebound? Hit the, what if I don't hit the rim? An air it's, ball that always goes to the offense player. Feels like it would have gone out of bounds. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I think you gotta keep it. I think you gotta keep it for a wedge. But this situation, this was. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm sort of with Lee. Maybe Fox should have grabbed it. They didn't have possession yet, so why would they get possession uh, back? Well, because they because it seemed like they were going to yes, get possession. They, yeah. If you want possession, take it. Yeah, but that's, grab it. The 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 home timekeepers a little too quick on the trigger. They should be paying attention though, because they well, know it was in players... Sacramento, so you can't say. No, it was. Uh, sorry, it's in Los Angeles. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, it was so like that's California. Southern <laughs> <laughs> <in> California. <laughs> Maybe it's different. In we Northern don't know where that guy lives. <laughs> that's running the clock. Yeah. It, it, just, it just it just seemed unfair that the Kings didn't at least get possession out of it. That's all. Of course. Anyway, they still lost the game, and they probably would have lost. They the game probably anyway. were going to still yeah. lose the game. I'm with yeah. you on that. Because was it a four? Five, it was five, five? I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, let's keep it going then. Van Vliet. Tops 30 for the third straight game. Raptors crush the Spurs. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Go out. Have at it. <laughs> oh, what, yeah. what the Raptors are who we thought they were. Are good. They, they're back. Good. They're good. They're good. They got a bunch of guys who can rely on each other as the number one guy. You know, they don't have a number one guy. But when Pascal Siakam, especially, starts to play like this, mm-hmm. he is playing like not not a not a number one that people anointed him as, or we were wondering whether he would be that after the Kawhi Leonard run. But his last five, some wild numbers: twenty-three points, over eleven boards. This guy, yeah. Pascal Siakam, getting out eleven point four rebounds, six assists, uh, blocking a steal. That's that's who he should be. Mm-hmm. Give him the ball. Doubles come, and then Freddie, as you mentioned, can play off the ball a little bit. So there's a couple guys that are. Just good enough. This is not a championship team, but they're good enough to take some pressure off each other, yep. and then we can see how good this team is. It just took some months here, uh, <laughs> and now they're 500, and that's not that's not a bad thing, uh, especially in the Eastern Conference, to be number one 500. I mean, that's an accomplishment, I think. Uh, but number two, um, to just see who they are at this point with the way the Eastern Conference standings are breaking down, you know, they got a better record than a lot of teams that we didn't expect them to be better than, yeah. the Knicks and the Celtics. And so, Hawks. Uh, Hawks at this point, yeah. So, um, listen, there's just a, a bunch of good things with this team now. It's like uh, a basketball fan's wet dream to look at Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi, and Scotty Barnes as your three, four, five, six, nine guys. Those are your. Th- that's who they're playing as their three, four, five with Fred and, and Gary Trent in the backcourt, and Fred is benefiting from guys like Pascal and Barnes being able to. to pick up the pace, bring the ball up, and Fred is hanging out five, six feet behind the three-point line and just banging him. Yeah. Well, he had seven triples last night, mm-hmm. 30 straight in three games. Uh, and I know we're going to talk about Freddie All-Star. We're going to talk about him as a potential All-Star recipient. And I, I, our man Eric Corrine talked about it at uh, on The Athletic today. It's possible. Trey, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Locks. Probably Harden to lock as well. That's four guys. And then then he's Fred's in the category with the, the Jalen Browns and the Bradley Beals. But there's, as a fifth or sixth guard on the team, it's definitely doable. If, uh, Kareem put it as, 
only the Raptors can hold them back with their record. Yeah. And I think that's true. If they're, you know, five, six, seven games above 500, they probably get one. It's going to be Fred. Uh, but if not, then it's probably going to go to Jalen Brown or Bradley Beal or, or somebody like that. But uh, Fred has been ridiculous since Pascal has come along and taken the pressure off. I mean, he talked about a, pre- a preseason. He said Kyle Lowry is gone now. Uh, I have a chemistry with Pascal Siakam. We can make this happen now that that Kyle is gone, but they haven't had a chance to work it, so that's why I, I believe they are who we thought they were. What does that mean? I don't know, but something a like team. yeah, they, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I yeah. Mean, what does a playoff team mean? Top six? Uh, <laughs> now the play-in tournament's yeah. a playoff uh, team. I see. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, so you think they're going to get to top six? That seems unreal. I think if they're healthy, they're, they're they're possibly in that mix, yeah. Because yeah, because chance. the Hawks and the Knicks are disappointing right now, for sure. Yeah, they're bum slaying right now. Ten and six versus under five hundred teams, and all the teams they beat on these three. It's uh, the Clippers without Paul George, the Knicks without Julius Randle, and the Spurs without Tim Duncan. So <laughs> beat some good teams. They got some good teams coming up on the schedule next. And, yeah, I think uh, Freddie All-Star, he definitely has a chance. They play uh, the Bucks in Milwaukee tonight. Yeah. Where Freddie All Star was born, some mm. say. Ooh, yeah. Again, I think we're going to be doing that on Friday's Drop Podcast, making our picks. Mm-hmm. Will, will you have him in consideration? In oh, the conversation. Strong consideration. Strong. Yes. Uh, Matt Devlin, he sticks to his guns too with the Freddie All Star. <laughs> I think he's probably seen a, a few of the quotes and uh, and critiques online, but he uh, stays true to it. But no, I think Freddie has been, uh, he's definitely in the, he, I, I think he's probably in. Uh, the way he's been playing lately and I think the Raptors do get one I think Pascal he started off the season pretty slowly but has definitely started to get there and just look with OG there back as well the Raptors I don't think have anyone in protocol right now so they should be able to beat these teams especially no DeJounte Murray there last night for the Spurs those other shorthanded teams they're at home it is weird when you see all these games in the United States and then you go to Canada and it's completely empty. It's empty. Yeah, so uh, different there. But that's it. The Ra- I think the Raptors, I mean, they're, they're not in a rebuild mode right now. They're in like, okay, we've got to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if everyone's healthy like that is with every team, there are a chance to cause some problems. Yeah, for the third straight game, only family and friends of the players were allowed inside the arena. But yeah, looking mm. very, very sparse, uh, which was unfortunate for Toronto native Josh Primo, who plays for the Spurs. He was expected to have like hundreds of his friends and family there for his first professional game in Canada. And in the end, I think he had to reduce it to about 20, they were saying. Not mm. a bad number still. They still got <laughs> and it. He, and he got, some, he got some burn and he had a pretty good game uh, as a... He's very young, is he? He's like just turned 19, I think. He's at got the a end baby of, face, yeah, too. I think he turned 19 at the end of December. I think he might be one of the yep. younger guys in the league. Yeah, so. they play him a little Welcome Back to Canada video, the Team Canada yep. video, because he played for, for Team Canada and he wants to play for, and he says he wants to be part of the Olympics team. That's uh, got to be good for Nick Nurse, who's mm-hmm. the head coach. He's got to be pumped about that. Josh Primo, Saga stand up. Yeah, he's from Saga. Oh yeah, he's from Toronto. right, he's from right, Saga. true, true. Anyway. I did say, yeah. yeah, I said. That's <laughs> well, okay. I said Whatever. Toronto native. I'm put, That's the same. I'm thing. putting that one on the Associated Press. I'm pretty sure. That's I grabbed the it same from there. thing. Josh Primo. What a name. Oh, it's a good name. Uh, they're also speaking of good names. I think it was uh, um, uh, Alex uh, from uh, the the William Liu show. Is what Alex I'm trying Wong? to say. Yeah, Alex Wong. Thank you. I couldn't think of his last name. I always want to call him Stephen LeBron, mm-hmm. uh, but Alex yeah. Wong. They're calling the Scotiabank Arena Scotia Blank Arena mm. when there's no fans in there. Yeah. Yeah, what do you what do you think of that? <laughs> yeah, it works. I saw Messiah Jury sitting in the yeah. uh, the stand the other day. I was gonna sort of meme something like that, me when I talk cricket with the No Dunks crew. That's how it feels, you know, like you just, <laughs> Whoa, you just nice. Yeah, yeah you're meme. Just, yeah, yeah, you're just sitting there uh, <laughs> by yourself, you know, on a bit of an island. But uh yeah. 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 
It's cool talking about memes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two more games to talk about. No, we can talk a lot about memes if you want. RJ Barrett, 32. Julius Randle had a big return as the Knicks beat the Pacers. You you can have this one. I this I can't stand watching the Indiana Pacers. <laughs> yeah, right now. Uh, but the Knicks, are, Knicks fans are happy because Barrett had an awesome first half. Yes, Randall he did. Awesome uh, yeah, and the rare comfortable home victory for the New York right. Knicks, uh, where their entire starting five, except for Evan Fournier, who did have a stinker, finished with a positive plus minus. Right. That's something that's been a real problem here for the Knicks this season. They start off t- uh, game slowly, and their bench has to come in and save them. That wasn't really the case last night, because you mentioned RJ Barrett. He's El Tizo. I'm putting him on that team. I think at times, mm-hmm. he looks fantastic out there. He can shoot the three, he can get to the rim, he can use his body, he can get inside. Uh, you just don't see it enough, and it certainly hasn't been the case this season. And then Julius Randle, as also you mentioned, they're back from protocols. Big third quarter. Uh, it was, a, you know, still a, a close enough game here. Yeah. And what we've seen from the Knicks at, at the, uh, this season, especially at home, they go through a phase where either they dry up scoring or they can't defend. It wasn't the case last night. Manuel quickly came off the bench and gave him a bit of a spark. They got contributions. Mitchell Robinson coming off the bench as well. I thought he was good there last night. And then they closed out the game. That's just not something that the Knicks have been able to do. So uh, very good sign there against a team that's missing Malcolm Brogdon. But other than that, they did have Sabonis and, and Turner, their two, you know, all-stars. Wait, wait Turner played? Yeah, yeah, he had a huge dunk, by the <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, uh, I think that was all he did. That pretty much was yeah. all he did. Uh, and talk about 10-day call-up guys with great names. Kiefer Sykes, 5'11", uh, drained four threes last night. He looks like he's only Gary four, Neal. Four he looks like Gary Neal to me. Uh, yeah, he looks small. He looks tiny out there. Uh, did all his damage in the first half. They started him and Dwayne Washington in the backcourt. So yeah. uh, <laughs> good to see uh, Lance Stevenson back uh, yeah. for the Pacers again there last night. But no, all, all things considered for the New York Knicks, pretty impressive victory for them. Yeah, they got a big home stretch, I think, coming up mm. here. I know Tips was asked about it. You that's know, right. Like, and he was like, it doesn't mean anything. No, one yeah. game at a time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That's Don't right. look ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Ice. Yeah. Uh, but they, they are they're, uh, 18 and 20. And at this point last year, they're 19 and 19 through 38 games. So it's only one game back. Uh, what, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it feels like they're like 10 yeah. games yeah. back yeah, of does. what they were last year. So you can be optimistic about it. Julius Randle has not found himself these first couple months. But watch him yesterday. He looked like old school Julius Randle, which is last year Julius Randle. That's not really old school, but like <laughs> last year Julius Randle, who yeah. would shoot. Well, yeah. Skeets, you said you didn't really like watching this game. I, I'm with you, and even the Associated Press was with you. This was in the Associated Press recap. The New York-Indiana rivalry in the mid to late 1990s was among the NBA's must-see matchups. Yeah. This game was far from it. <laughs> from well, the Associated wow. Press. <laughs> Even ESPN weren't watching. They've updated it now, but for the longest time, they had the final score as New York's 104, Indiana 74. That had a 30-point blowout. I noticed that this morning. I was like, I was watching that. It wasn't that big a, right, uh, big right. a margin. But anyway, they've corrected it now. Okay, so, yeah. it's, it's rough. Yeah, I mean, the Pacers... Let's pray they move one of these guys at the deadline. Mm. They can't. They can't stick with this. I know guys are out. Like he's like Warren, of course, still out and all that. But, but he's been out all season. Yeah, I, I mean, know. But, but this game was in MSG, season. doesn't? Yeah. Don't you like watching uh, games in MSG? I, I am just really not a fan of watching the Pacers right now, uh, uh, especially yeah. when they're missing some of their other key guys. But the merchandise we have that's in the form of the Pacers is great. So go uh, online. I think, it's, I think it's our worst shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I should wear you gotta it. Gotta wear it. <laughs> It's an upside down Pacers logo. We yeah. got to do handstands. If they get good, we got to do a handstand. So the Pacers logo is upright. Well, I don't know how to do a handstand. Me neither. 
but I'm not worried because they're not going <laughs> to. Uh, but yeah, the Associated Press. Are they just they're looking for hits these days? Yeah, like, clicks. Yeah, yeah. Associated Press is digging these yeah, days. Everybody, too. Needs everybody needs clicks. Uh, final game from last night because there was only five on. Devin Booker scored thirty three to help lead the Suns to the one twenty three one ten victory over the Pelicans. Uh, one note I had from this, just because we had just talked about who's the best point guard in the league on yesterday's show, and I nobody brought up, if I remember correctly, Chris Paul's name. And at this point of his career, like getting up there in, in, in age. You could see why, like you're like you're not gonna be you're not gonna be starting a franchise, of course, at this point around Chris Paul. But my God, my God, the guy is still awesome. He is like LeBron in this way. And in this game, he had five assists in the final six minutes mm. to help seal the victory. It was a close game. I think the Pelicans had cut it to two. Yeah. And then they just blew the doors off of this game. The Suns did, led by Chris Paul. And three of those assists go into Bismack Biombo. <laughs> this is ridiculous. And Seth Partnow <laughs> tweeted, and I think he's right, yeah. it's hard to think of a greater illustration of Chris Paul's greatness than the fact that Bismack has scored double figures in both of his son's appearances. Yeah, he is on the son's roster and contributing. And if you watch last night's game, or at least the fourth quarter, it's put him in a high pick and roll, oh. Chris Paul, and just flash to the rim, man, he's going to find you. And that happened three times, and help put away this game. He had a good game, 16.6 boards, three assists. He has a couple really nice assists late to to, to shooters in the corners. Yep. Two assists, three uh, two steals, three blocks yeah. as well. Um, but Bismack is obviously kept himself in great shape. He may be able to hang on to a team here. Even the Suns, I mean, you'd stash him right now for the rest of the season if you could, wouldn't My you? God, I mean, they're going to have like five really good big guys I know, then but because why not? Jalen Smith is actually suddenly yeah. playing well for them in op- with opportunity and then... All the guys that are out yeah. right now, DeAndre Ayton, Jamal McGee, and, and Frank the Tank, I guess. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I would probably... Well, I, I know it's probably being caught in the moment, but I think he's more energetic and athletic than uh, Frank Well, the it just shows too. you he needs a point guard yeah. like Lowry when he was with the Raptors or Chris Paul here again. Like, he can set a high pick yeah. and <laughs> roll to the net. Yeah. Just uh, you need a point guard that can find him, I guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't know which was more surprising, but he had back-to-back double-digit games or that Bismack Biombo is only 29 years old. <laughs> yeah. I thought he played for the Raptors 10 years ago. Yeah. And then I also thought he played for the Hornets for 10 seasons. <laughs> right. Like, he's got to be 50 years old at this point. Uh, he's got a 29? real, uh, like, balding. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like his hairline goes way back Crazy. there, too. Yeah, no. He's not. Wow. I, I thought he was older than 29. <laughs> they said it. I, I yeah. had to go check basketball reference. I was like, there's no way. There's no way that's possibly true, but factual. Yeah. Uh, anything for, else from this game from the Suns? I guess you just hope that Jalen Smith becomes a player. Uh, he is probably best known as the guy who was drafted before Tyrese Halliburton last year. They, they decided to, to go with Jalen Smith in, right. in, in 2020, and he hasn't had many moments other than a huge dunk on Mason Plumlee the other day and uh, wearing those glasses. Uh, but he is uh, getting up and throwing down. He, he look, he, If there's a good partner for him, it's also Chris Paul yeah. uh, just helping him out. So hopefully he comes around and becomes a bit of a thing for the Phoenix Suns, who have some good problems, uh, being that they have DeAndre Ayton and JaVale McGee, and, and hopefully Jalen Smith can be a player too. Uh, excellent Suns wing play too. I, I just wanted to point out, Mikhail Bridges, 23 points, 9-13 to 13 shooting, and then helped keep Brandon Ingram to a very quiet game because he's one of the best defenders in the league. And then Cam Johnson, 18 points, 5-3, 6 boards, and a plus 35 on the evening and hit one of those uh, big bombs to sort of seal mm-hmm. the deal. So quality win here from the Suns. Pelicans. I remember the Pelicans had a little... Wasn't there like a week there we were starting to get excited about them again? Like, ooh, they're back in the play-in race. Yeah, they've been competing yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. now they it feels like they're thing. sort of 
falling back to earth yeah. a little bit. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll hit the beach to answer a few of your questions. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. All right, back with No Dunks. Let's hit the beach, answer a few questions. Yeah, stepping on the beach because it's the only place to go to read your emails and tweets. Send them in, nodunksattheathletic.com. Tweet them in at nodunksinc. Or if you're feeling extra spicy, leave them in the YouTube comments below this video because Lee goes through every show, looks at every comment, <laughs> and pulls the good questions. Isn't That's that right? That's right. I do. Correct. Every time. Good. All right, first one. G'day, no dunks. Work has required me to be living in a hotel for the past few weeks. Fortunately, the previous occupant of the room left the TV logged into their YouTube premium account. Woo! I've been enjoying the ad-free content, and of course, I had to subscribe them to No Dunks. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Love it. Uh, my question, what is something you found in your hotel room from the previous guest, or what is something that you've left behind? Thanks for always pumping out classics. That's from Jacob, who then writes, a confused Celtics fan from Australia. Mm. So there you go. Um, so you have an answer to this? Yes, yeah, so I have two answers, actually. Yes. Uh, do you remember when we, the very first time we went to Vegas, for the first two nights, we stayed at the Cosmo, and yes. then we moved to the MGM <laughs> Family Hotel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bit of a downgrade. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> and, uh, when we get to the Cosmo, every time you walk in, it's like you're walking into a bachelor or bachelorette party. There's it's just people, just, no matter what, scene. Yeah. what time of the day it was and that. And I thought, okay, this is not a bad vibe. I get in my room, <laughs> first day in Vegas, you know, I'm unpacking. I look under the, you know, something catches my under the bed, an open condom wrapper, oh. and I'm just like, oh my god, I don't. This is gross. You know, uh, you know, just the just just wrapper, wrapper, just the wrapper, yeah, not the not the actual condom, which right. was. No, better, I guess, but just... just <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, how fresh, how fresh is that? You know, like... Anyway, so I was like... I was actually okay to move because I was like, get us out of this place, you know? This, I don't know. Anyway, so that's one answer. The second answer was just recently on my... Uh, when I was in uh, Holland in uh, the summer and I was having to get my computer set up to do the show. Yep. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm logging into the, the hotel Wi-Fi and it was pretty good, but I called down and I said... Um, do you guys, uh, you guys have a, like a better Wi-Fi, maybe a corporate Wi-Fi? <laughs> and the guy, the guy was like, uh, "No, but we can maybe hardwire you in Ooh. if you want." And I was like, "Yes, please do that." <laughs> but then I couldn't find my little uh, firewire thing that you know you can oh. plug in for that. Fortunately, the hotel they rang around for one of their partner hotels, got me a a a, 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 a wire a hot wire fire whatever <laughs> it's called. <laughs> I believe they're called dongles. In our world. Anyway, so they. they <laughs> Uh, they, yeah, they got me and they connected me up and the Wi-Fi was absolutely perfect there streaming right. from uh, from the hotel in Amsterdam. 
And afterwards, I was like, oh, man, I need this uh, hot wire fire. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually nicked it for the rest of the trip because I knew I was coming back to that hotel because we were flying out of Amsterdam. But I didn't want to have to risk, like, what if I go to another one and they don't have it and I can't do it? Because right. most hotels have that uh, the, the, the hard wire connection these mm. days. So I actually stole it, but I didn't really stole it. It was a borrow steal without telling them about it. So you gave it back? When I came back, I circled back. <laughs> we did one more show there. I connected in, plugged it in, and then I left it there. So I was like Robin Hood in a way. Oh, you didn't go down to the front desk? <laughs> no, no, you should have seen that, that man or woman that really went the Oh, yeah, he was step. the maintenance guy. I, I was sort of looking for him on my way to the, you know, breakfast and stuff like that but i didn't was bump the maintenance into- <laughs> guy that helped you out yeah wow that's great really guy nice. really great guy there yeah <laughs> great so uh yeah so so i sort of you know i created something and then i ended up leaving it behind anyway so uh i didn't steal it but i borrowed it borrowed it yeah, yeah. you really yeah. did borrow it one of my i mean you know one of my sayings abc always bring chargers mm. but i've been thinking Maybe you don't need to bring things like that if you're going to a hotel. Just ask. Yeah. People have left There's it behind. Tons. You're going to yeah. find a dongle or a hot wire. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Yeah. And at Legoland, in fact, getting the corporate Wi-Fi, because I said, listen, I'm working. They gave me a special. They said, yeah, man, put this one Is in. Is your computer instead. made out of Lego? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it certainly helps to ask. Just say, hey, can I have the good stuff? Uh, you, get, yeah, you, had to see, stuff. you had to see this hand motion that Lee just did at the table. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, this is so like a needle left to right, like filling up your gas tank. Well, just, it's just the, like the operator of the condom uh, <laughs> went, went straight up <laughs> with the fart noise. You've got to just do the the Wi-Fi speed check so that yeah. you know. Because then when I when I you know do the connect with JD, it's like I'm going to know in advance whether or not it should work. And if I see that needle go strong to the right, right. then uh, I'm usually in pretty so, good shape. So you also asked the people at Legoland or Lego Hotel, yeah. wherever you were staying, for their ex- their souped-up Wi-Fi. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I, I just said to them, I said, you, you have a corporate Wi-Fi, uh, do you? Because most of the time, the Wi-Fi they give you is the free stuff that's not good. And and the lady said, yeah, we do. Here you go, have this. And she gave me a different code, and I plugged it in. It was perfect. Oh, but so you did pay for it? No, no, oh, no, no, no. I, I, I think I think oh, I'm working. I'm working. You know. know. <laughs> oh, this man's working. Yeah, wow, yeah, we've yeah, never, yeah. sir, we've never had someone that stayed in our hotel that's working. Wow. Here you go on the house. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad some good answers. Anybody else? Uh, uh, you inspired me. I actually forgot <laughs> that I once went to um, a game in Denver. Uh, when we were doing the starters, and I did a game there for whatever reason, as like a you know like a game time reporter or something like that, I end up sitting next to Eduardo Nahara, who oh. was a, a scout. He left behind his phone charger, and I took it, and I still have it. What? <laughs> I don't think it works though. Maybe that's why he left it behind. It was a shit charger, <laughs> not, the, not the good stuff. I should have asked Eduardo for the good stuff. Uh, but I also found a condom. At, yeah. <laughs> At the Cosmo, condom at the really? Cosmo. I only found the innards. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not the wrapper. Yeah, that's not the wrapper. I wonder uh. then if if our room. What was the yeah. brand? Yeah, or if some, you know, they connected and they were like, "Come up to my room, bring a condom." <laughs> and he so did. What? So what? put it on. So he under. Hold on, let's talk this out. You want to say that at one point someone was in your room at the Cosmo? Got a call to go to another room, bring a condom. That person decided, well, let me open this up, throws the wrapper under your 
your bed. I guess puts the condom on. Goes to George. <laughs> I don't think he put it on pre. I think he just got it out of the package. Put it on like a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Br- brought it up. Hey, you asked for this? <laughs> wow. All right, maybe. Some good condom noises. <laughs> uh, any, any good answers? Oh, uh, man. I mean. What's under your bed at the Cosmo? <laughs> yeah. What did you find? There should be no uh, no way to put anything under a bed at a hotel. They Agreed. should all be right. walled off. Right. You know? Because nothing good can come from that. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, obviously in Vegas, too, people aren't happy. I've been with guys in Vegas that have... Uh, not been very in, uh, not had a great experience on the casino floor and then uh, thought some negative thoughts looking out the window uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, you know there's a bed there not so good uh, I would I would I would wall it off if I was the hotel manager I'd say no more of that it's that that's happened at the Luxor many a times they've got a lot of balconies looking out you know the pyramid yeah. the Luxor there pyramid looking out onto the casino floor I guess that they may have rectified that but yeah, there were suicides that happened so anyway <laughs> Yeah, Let's not get I, get, I get that part, but why are people killing themselves under the bed? Well, you never know. What if you could? Uh, there's all been right. many accidents. All right, all right. Yeah, many. you're only going to find some pretty gross stuff under there. Probably. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, condoms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll stay away from my story. I mean, I, last week, I, I'll admit this. I think i got to get this off my chest. Sure. Uh, because you, you said you, you stole that, you, and Trey said he stole a charger. Uh, we were at a local <laughs> no, bagel. you said no, Eduardo. Nah, her charger. Uh, nah. <laughs> that was a pun attempt. <laughs> Eduardo, it's not your charger. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's another one you have to see it because it's N A J, I think. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. That's real deja vu of the deja rosa. Uh, well, last week we're at a bagel shop. Yeah. Uh, we ordered once from the counter uh, for my two children, ordered a second time because. Uh, my daughter Zoe first didn't seem like she wanted to eat. Second time, she's like, "Oh yeah, I want tuna." Yeah. Right. Uh, so I, I overpay for a tuna sandwich, which is uh, they don't even have on the menu. It's they they just grab their tuna, which they've already packaged in a little plastic to-go container, and then throw it on a sandwich. So it was an it was an expensive sandwich. Okay. Th- that's the point of this. And then I walk away, and then I needed to get another tuna because we wasted. Oh, they spilled all over the place. The lineup was huge. Oh god! I just went and nicked. Uh, a little mm-hmm. tuna container. Didn't go pay for it. There's a huge line. It was busy. We overpaid like a bunch of things. We go there a lot. Am I going to go back and say, hey, I nicked that tuna container? I just went and grabbed it. I just had to go. I just, I had a kid who needed to eat tuna right that second. And you feel like because you paid so much for it. Well, the I definitely first time, overpaid like, ah, for it. It was like yeah. a sandwich plus a tuna. Uh, and no one knew what to do. And I'm like, Tuna? It's not a tuna. That's not a tuna. I tried to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger. That screwed. Anyway, um, anyways, we got out of there. But uh, yeah, let's, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Hey, Tips and Thrunks. Longtime listener from the BJ days. Thanks for the best, most consistently great NBA podcast out there. Loving that athletic subscription, even though I miss your amazing ad reads. I've got a new Ben Simmons trade for you. Hello. One trade I have yet to hear is Ben Simmons for Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, and Picks with the Sacramento Kings. Danny Green probably gets thrown in for his salary. The depth would allow the Sixers to stay in the hunt for a big name with tradable positive contracts that they get back from the Kings. And the Kings get the best player here with Ben Simmons. So what do you think about that one, Trey? That's from Mark H. I love it. If I'm the Sixers, 
Uh, you're getting two shooters in Buddy Heald and Harrison Barnes. Both of them would be in your rotation, and you're getting picks. And you're giving up Danny Green, who, you know, is a good luck charm for sure. <laughs> and, you know, Ben Simmons, who hasn't played for a while, it would make Tobias Harris expendable, which is probably good because bringing in Heald and Barnes, you probably still need somebody who can make plays. You know, those guys are scorers, first and foremost. But for the Kings, this feels like you're giving up a lot for Ben Simmons because... Buddy Heald or Harrison Barnes could be in their own deals. You know, you're getting more picks back, right. maybe something like that, another player. But Heald and Barnes are probably the most likely to be traded from the Kings, I would think. I'd uh, much rather keep Fox, Halliburton, Mitchell, those kind of guys. Yeah. So this is maybe close to a deal. And I kind of think the Sixers should ask for a similar package, though. I'm sure they're setting their sights a lot higher than Heald and Harrison. What do you think, Lee? Mm. Uh, yeah, I think, though... If that's on the table, I think the Sixers probably look at that because that's what Daryl Morey wants, more shooting around Embiid. And uh, you get that. And you get that professional, that solid pro Harrison Barnes there who, you know, he's a bit frustrating at times, but I think he comes in and gives them uh, an, another veteran because of, you know, Tobias Harris. It's a little bit of overlap there, mm -hmm. but I think uh, I think that's fine. And, and Buddy, I mean, Buddy liked a tweet someone said hey you should be traded to the Sixers so we know he would fit in with the way that they play as far as the Kings though it like this is the whole problem I sort of still see with Ben Simmons is like okay he needs the ball in his hand so that means Fox is going to be off the ball is Fox going to be comfortable like that I don't think that's where you want Fox most of the time. I think you want it in his hand right. if you're going forward with De'Aaron Fox if you've decided you're going to move on from De'Aaron Fox then sure maybe then you can bring him in and then and then trade him on uh on with somewhere I just don't think Offensively, that's a great backcourt. Defensively, Simmons is a, an enormous upgrade, and he does provide something there. But uh, looks to me a little bit of uh, a little bit of clutter there on the front court side. Yeah, I guess the the fit is a little redundant. But if you're the Kings and you're looking at it from this perspective, are we going to get a better player than Ben Simmons? Mm. Mm, maybe not. Some let's just splurge all our guys. And yeah, maybe it's a uh, it's a little much, as Trey said. Maybe you try and get two players and two different trades if you're looking to trade Buddy Heald and looking to trade Harrison Barnes, which kind of makes sense. But, you know, maybe you're just looking for the best player available. Yeah. Maybe we just want to start. And from the Sixers' perspective, though, yeah, I just wonder if it's almost yeah, a bunch of good players now you have on the perimeter with Harrison Barnes uh, and uh, Buddy Heald, and then you play Tobias Harris and Curry with them or Tyrese Maxey. And, and then you still have Matisse Thibel. Like, are you, are you taking it up a level? Like, it sort of makes sense. But who's going to be like the go-to perimeter guy that they still need in the playoffs around Joel Embiid? I don't know if it comes from one of those guys, but logically, I mean, you kind of you already have that. You kind of have Harrison Barnes and Tobias Harris. You know, those similar type of guys. But maybe Harrison, you can rely on a little bit more. Uh, but you'd probably be, who are you going to play? I guess is the question when it comes to that. So I don't know. It's a tough one for Philly, but I can see the Kings doing it more. Yeah, Kings having interest in a player that can play defense is. For sure. Is wise. Um, but I, I get what you guys are saying. You don't want to give up too much in return. And, and the fit with Fox is interesting. Could they make it work? But I, I like him on a team like this. I'll be honest. Ben Simmons not playing right now for the Philadelphia 76ers. I'd love to see him. That would be his team. It'd be like, in a way, it'd be like, here you go. Uh, let's see what you can do. Um, but yeah, that's a little too much going back from Mark's proposal, I think. Thanks, Mark. Final one. This one's uh, story time here. And I'm going to warn you. <laughs> We're going to show you a photo. It's going to make you sick. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I tested it out last night. I said, Nora, what do you think of this? Look at this. And she, uh, 
She got sick all over the place. So, <laughs> so here it is. You don't show it yet, JD. Everywhere. Don't show it yet. This is a story time here from Andy C. Quote, I never thought I would be in a place to share this story, but Daryl Armstrong's feet are now a relevant topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we were discussing them the other day here on the show. Back in 2008, I was working a celebrity golf tournament for Hornets, then Bobcats president Fred Whitfield's charity. The tourney was sponsored by Jordan and Nike, so there was a ton of giveaways and swag for everyone invited. Daryl Armstrong was one of the celebrity guests, and for whatever reason, he didn't bring any shoes, Hmm. and he had only worn sandals to the event. (laughs) After the golf tourney, there was a formal after-party in the hotel ballroom, and the only shoes Daryl had were the free golf shoes we gave him when he checked in for his (laughs) tea time that morning. So Daryl Armstrong... (laughs) Showed up on the dance floor in a linen suit and his free and his free golf spikes and absolutely thrashed the floor. <laughs> Daryl Armstrong hitting the Cupid shuffle in some golf spikes is the reason we host celebrity golf tournaments. That's from Andy C. That's a great story. Uh, so happy you got a chance to share it. Mm. Love the visual. I love the visual of any person dancing on a dance floor yeah. in golf spikes. Like the sound that would make and clickety clack. So yeah. slippery too. Yeah. Uh, and dangerous, of course, if you step on somebody. But we 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 didn't show Daryl's Armstrong's feet when we were first talking mm-hmm. about it on the other show. And it's for good reason. But I think today's been such a shit show as it is. <laughs> now why don't we just lean fully into it? So JD, I think you have the photo. Here they are. Oh. So for those listening. <laughs> I mean, the best way to describe this is uh, his. He, <laughs> it's as, as if his feet were like his giant toe is Hodor, mm. and he's carrying Bran. <laughs> his middle toe it, is Bran. <laughs> because the, the the second toe is immediately over yeah. this giant smashed big toe, and it's uh, it's. It's a look, so there it is. It's a look. Sarah Gray says, I thought it was going to be way worse. Wow. (laughs) This is a bad foot. That's a bad... It's like the big toe is hiding under the bed of that second toe. <laughs> it looks like it's hiding and it's scared, and that second toe is protecting the big toe. What are those dogs with big underbite? The um, Is it a St. Bernard, is it? The, the uh, there's a bunch. There's, yeah. the, there's a Mastiff, there's a Boxer, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. It looks like the second toe to me is like on Jeopardy, ready to press the buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty sick. But he broke his big toe, I guess, and it just it's directed... <laughs> directing that way right That's I don't know point and right I it's, don't know. it's wild who knows what it's wild so yeah there it is apologies to everyone out there but thank you for the story thank you for the story Did, yeah. I wonder if anyone went up to Daryl and said hey can you take off the, the spikes in your <laughs> golf shoes because they're, they're removable yeah, 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 at times yeah, true true just unscrew them and just dance in what looked like dress shoes yeah. you know? <laughs> but maybe it was too late or maybe he's he was a, doing the Cupid Shuffle so well. Probably like he's all hopped up on caffeine. He's like killing it out there. All right, man. If you have a Daryl Armstrong story, please share it with us. Email us, nodunks at theathletic.com or hit us up on Twitter <laughs> yep. at nodunksing. We want to be the go-to pod for Daryl Armstrong stories. Okay, we got to take one more break. When we come back, tweet of the night and pick up results. Don't go anywhere. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. 
Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, back with No Dunks. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. What do you got, TK? Looked at all of Twitter last night. Zero good tweets. (laughs) Unbelievable stuff, but lucky for everybody. Today is Boxing Picks Day. Not Boxing Day. Boxing Pictures. As promised yesterday, here are some pictures of people in the No Dunks universe boxing. Our first... J.E. Skeets and Graydon Gordian <laughs> in the bag in the Bass Lofts basement. Look at these guys punching. Just punch it up. Skeets looking like Little Mac over there <laughs> from, from Punch Out. Uh, here they are posing, looking incredibly tough. <laughs> look how sweaty I am, though. And yeah. we only like we only worked out for like 20 minutes, if I remember. Graydon doesn't look sweaty at all. Well, he, looks I, skeptical. He, he was coaching me. Yeah. 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 So he was putting me through a workout. Okay. He was, that's why that last photo he was showing me, showing me how to throw a left jab. <laughs> looks like a good spot to throw some bag. punches. Yeah, it is like yeah, a like a dungeon type yeah, vibe. Yeah. yeah. You got a good punch, Skeets? No. Respect. Honestly, respect. I like. I have so much respect for boxing. Oh, yeah. Like it's just like I said the other day. Like yeah. just 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 shadow boxing for fifteen minutes. You're exhausted. Yeah. And then I remember he had me like he put like a like a. A skipping rope up, and I was like having to like duck under Ooh, it, yeah, right? Duck, and then yeah. you know, just throw Yeah, I uh, I went to a boxing match once in in Manchester. Actually, it was uh, Costa Zoo versus Ricky Hatton, yeah. right? And it was oh, a Ricky. massive, massive fight. Yeah, and I had really good ground uh, floor level seats. Actually, uh, I couldn't believe just how many times like. Seeing an event live is always different than when you're seeing it on TV. Just how many times these guys punch each other in the face and their heads just like bobbing back like that. This went 11 rounds, this fight. Mm -hmm. I I was exhausted from just watching it because it's just like (laughs) nonstop. It's like, oh, you know, on on TV, you think, oh, that's not too bad. That's a jab. That's a little bit. But live, it's just like, no, (laughs) I don't think that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When I'm watching boxing, I'm thinking, not too bad. Getting punched in the (laughs) face, trying to punch back. Smooth stuff. But I just just think you see more like little jabs and you think, oh, there's not much to that. But in person, it's like, this guy just cracked this other guy in the jaw and the face. And he's just like, oh. Oh, he's back. And then yeah. he gets back and Got he's... Got his chin. Yeah, he's going at it. So, uh, 
It'd yeah. be a fun pick yeah. and payoff if we could do it. Get like a boxer, <laughs> a like Kendall Gill in here, just like one oh, yeah. punch. We got yeah. a Bob over there. Yeah. Oh, I Bob over there. Somebody could uh, could box, shadow box the entire <laughs> yeah. episode I don't mind here. That. I'm sure, yeah, people would love hearing in the background a little. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But, Lee, it's funny you mentioned uh, that you went to a boxing match mm. once. I thought you were mentioning uh, the time that you fought against the kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't really a boxing picture, but it looks like a boxing picture to me. Yeah. 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 Well, remember there's that great little clip out there of the Australian guy when the kangaroo's got his dog. And yeah. the guy goes over and he shapes up and he just <laughs> yeah, goes yeah, crack. Yes. And the kangaroo's got a look on his face like, hey, what'd you do that yeah. for, man? Yeah. And he left. But, uh, yeah. Have you, did you ever maybe we asked you at the time like have you ever seen one of these jacked up ruse like in person like, uh, well like it's crazy it I mean crazy. I, I've known some friends who have had farms and you can see them but you don't really get that close you can see them, them working out <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they're doing the poses to each other yeah. like, selfies uh, but no I mean I've, yeah I've just never gotten that close to one <laughs> really smart. But, uh, it's intimidating yeah it is yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but there's even a medal behind Lee there that's hanging so it definitely looks like a, a boxing picture as well <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah he's got his fists you know really balled up. Yeah. Your hands look ginormous in this one as well. Yeah, yeah, you look you do look big. This look is the big. next card. The Rue versus Ellis. <laughs> the big, the hanging why, why would we have had that as the photo? <laughs> well, there was like that. There was like a, a big, like a week or a month it felt like where there was all these videos of these scary Rues, like you said. Yeah. Like, remember they would like come up to people's window and they're like yeah. tapping on the window and like yeah. sizing people oh, up inside. Stuff. I guess it was it was in the news. All right, uh, last it's in the ruse. <laughs> ruse news. Is this ruse? <laughs> From the people who brought you blues clues. <laughs> ruse news. Here's our last boxing picture. <laughs> Matty L with it, his yeah. giant Benny the Bull gloves. Um, still trying to track down the video. Oh. That's a, it's not good in the old Kirby household this morning. Me storming around trying to find <laughs> the external hard drive that has a picture of Matt and Benny boxing. I think it's probably corrupted the file anyways. Oh, but luckily, Tass came through in the clutch with this... Uh, picture of Matt with now, some gigantic gloves. Now, what do you remember from this photo? Like, Matt wanted this photo taken, I rem I feel like. I think so, too. Like, which, I which he doesn't do often. I remember <laughs> that being pick. odd. He's like, yeah, let me, let me get a pick wearing these. Yeah. That's what I remember. By, like, I don't know. Like uh, Trey's hard drive, it's a little foggy. My brain's a little corrupted <laughs> from that particular hallway there. Why were we in the hallway? I guess Benny was just taking just, us around for yeah. the filming Vision purposes. Quest, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but yeah, did he did he throw some with Benny? I don't really remember. Uh, there's yeah. a there's a video of yeah. them like yeah. standing side by side, and they're both like, you know, like nineteen twenties punches. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's the happy boxing picks day, everybody. Every January fifth. There's Matteo. You're seeing him here on the stream team. He asked for that picture as well. <laughs> Look at me in these funny glasses. <laughs> All right. Let's get to pick'em results from last night. Grizzlies-Cavs was the game. Uh, it turned out to be an awesome game, like we said. Cleveland was favored by two and a half. We were trying to figure that out. We, we were like, maybe they, they got that backwards. It should be Grizzlies favored by two and a half. They're the road warriors, the Grizzlies. And it really should have been that. Memphis covered. Moneyline hit. And that's a victory once again for me and Lili. We're the road warriors. Mm. Are you hawk or animal? Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm animal. Uh, and that's a loss for Trey. He, uh, he got forced into that one. Uh, and Tass got the uh, W as well, taking the Grizzlies. So what's tonight's game? 11 games on the sked, but a lot of big spreads. Very big spreads. Mm. But some tiny ones downed. 
way later on this evening. Uh, great one on ESPN. Jazz Nuggets, a three and a half point spread. The Heat Trailblazers, just a one and a half point spread in Portland. And then the Hawks Kings, which we are picking. The Hawks struggling. Recently, the Kings played till the end of the game with the Los Angeles Lakers. And surprisingly, they're a one and a half point favorite at home, even though they're coming off a back to back. And just like yesterday, maybe you guys will be the Road Warriors again. Lee and Skeets on the same side. Rolling with the Kangs. Myself and Trey taking the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. This one is in... Yeah, it's in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I'm, I'm still convinced they played in Sacramento this late. Last thing. <laughs> really, yeah, yeah, that me. really shook me. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. No, you're right. It was in L.A. What's the over-under, Tass? I don't idea? know. I don't know. I would go over. You think it's I don't know what it is, but I'm going over. <laughs> All right. Ain't no defense in this game. So there you go. Right. We're divided on that game tonight. Two of them taking the Hawks, uh, and you get a little wiggle room there, basically a point to play it's with. It's 230. It's a high over Ooh, under. that is high. Still hitting Still it, Trey? Hitting. Do yep. it. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Lakers versus Kings last night, 114 to 122. Yeah. I don't remember what the Hawks' last game was, but I know that Trey Young had 56 points, 131 to 136 against the yeah, Blazers. There's no defense. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Bang Hit the it. over. Bang it. There you go. Everybody's taking the Lee. You want the over too? Yes. I All do. right. That's a no dunks guarantee. Hit the over tonight in yeah. the uh, Hawks Kings game. <laughs> if it doesn't hit, I will be under this ping pong table. Being really upset that it didn't hit. <laughs> no, I'm putting barriers up. Uh, I don't want to find a condom under here. Uh, email in your NBA questions to nodunks at theathletic.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunks Inc. Grab yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks. Apologies to the stream team here, especially this morning, for the start and the restart and the start and the restart. JD, you, you did it. You pulled it off in the end. Be honest with us. Were you were you concerned there was going to be no show today oh, at one point? Never, oh, wow. never crossed my mind. <laughs> wow. Well, it may not have been live, but we're definitely doing a show. Like we can record, right, and then just post it after. But where's the fun in that? Yeah, none. And the real question is, did you find the Clipper, bro? Are we going? To I mean, I, I have I have an audio version, but then it's going to kill the extra. Oh fuck! Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> do it live. All right. We'll see you tomorrow, I guess. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Now, listen to it. It's barely audible, and then it turns off the other thing. Anyways. <laughs> well, you didn't have to play it. I, I wanted to try. Okay. The Clipper Bros will not die. <laughs> Embrace the day, people. <laughs> <laughs>